What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 219 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Hello, everyone. It's me, Greg Miller, one of the coolest dudes in video games. It's true. One of the busiest ladies in the biz, Andrea Bonet. What's good, Tim? And you can find him on twitch.tv slash FM3 underscore wearing John Barbados shirts. Uh, <laughs> not Fran, a team player. Bella, not a team third. player. Boo. Yeah. Best friends. I'm looking for one of these shirts. I didn't get one. You got to go okay. to patreon.com. You screwed up. I like that they're all like, it's a pile on. You guys are all wearing the Marvel Studio style kind of funny shirts, which I also just realized what it is. And uh, they're like making fun of me and I just don't have one. It's, well, here, you're being mean to me. It's you. not the There's opposite. There's a rule here at yeah. kind of funny. If you walk in, which you do multiple times a week. Yes. And you see a box of shit, just you take can take it. it. Just take it. Like if there's shit in a box. Yeah. <laughs> usually, usually, if there's multiple <laughs> things. Things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's like an echo right dot. There's an echo dot. Would you like some flowers? Would you like some Sherry's berries? There's I like one of those flower boxes. It's all yours. It's all I understand. yours, Andrew. I actually I didn't know. I only yeah. knew about the if you're not in the room, then you, you make shit. fun of them. Then you're allowed to talk shit about whoever you want that's not in the room. Somebody, when we put, when we, uh, I think somebody screen capped it or whatever. I don't know. The shirt was on Twitter, though. Like, oh, man. Oh, Andy put up this shirt and said, everybody should wear this tonight. And somebody's like, hmm, seems like you're riffing on this other podcast. What? Because they did the same thing. And I, I responded to that. I'm like, no, we're riffing on Marvel Studios. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't get I'm sure hundreds of other podcasts and people yeah. have done this. That like, is it's not an original idea. Yeah. Hilarious. But ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast each and every week right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. We get together, talk about video games, all the things we love about them, and sometimes all the things we don't like so much about them. But we'll have to see what I'm talking about later uh patreon supporters at the silver membership or above get to watch the show live as we record it you can get the show three days early and get the full exclusive pre and post show uh today's pre-show riveting content riveting i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it riveting uh shout out to patreon producers for this month dj kento james davis and james hastings james squared as i like to refer to them you can watch the show mondays on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or rooster teeth or Get this as a podcast on your favorite podcast service around the globe. Uh, as we record this, it is the Endgame premiere day. That is why we're all wearing the shirts. It's very exciting. That's why all the cool kids are wearing the shirt. Okay. You're right. Just You're give right. me a sticker You're or right. something. <laughs> I, Fred, I am proud of you, though, and I need it to be said because you are now Does Joey have one totally later? Can she on bring the MCU. one in? No, we don't have extras. But I am mm. caught up. I did it Last yesterday. Minute. You got it. You saw Captain the, Marvel. At the theaters watching Captain Marvel. He went from only seeing phase one to now being fully caught up. Good for you. Like five weeks or something. I love it, man. You were my inspiration, Tim. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, Fran. I really appreciate that. Tim's inspiration. Um, (laughs) But there's a fun thing you guys are doing next week. That's right. What is it? <laughs> I just like, I like leaving you. I know you like to know I what it away. is. I know, stop I know. talking. Uh, next week, as you know, Timothy Geddes, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be the reveal of Borderlands 3. On May 1st, Wednesday, they are doing a stream where they are revealing Borderlands 3. Everybody's very hype about it. They said, you know what? We like the games cast minus Tim. We'd like to <laughs> <laughs> we'd like to hire Fran, Andrea, and Greg to come down and do the pre and post show. So we, at 9.30 on Wednesday, are kicking off a 30-minute pre-show, talking about what we hope to see, what we want out of this game, favorite Borderlands memories, leading into the Borderlands 3 reveal, and then afterwards a post-show wrapping it all up, talking about what we thought about it, what we liked, what we didn't like. And then after that, 
the normal we're in a ho- so that's all happening on the Twitch for Borderlands, right? Mm-hmm. We'll host that on Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. After that on Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, well, you guys are going to do Games Daily. You're going to do uh, KFAF. It's a bad show and nobody cares about it. Mm-hmm. But if you want real content <laughs> after the post show, you can go to Twitch.tv slash FM or wow. FM3 underscore and it's going to be me and Fran <coughs> playing co-op Borderlands 3 and then yes. Andrea's going to come over and poke us sometimes because she's over mm-hmm. on Twitch.tv slash What's, What's Good, good games. playing with Brit. Wow, you know, we should try squat streaming. squat streaming. You just plug it in and you we should. Po- it's easier to find each other. Sure, but, but not, with, not with kind of funny. Can you put Games <laughs> Daily in the middle <laughs> and then you guys just on the sides it'll just be me and Gary talking about you guys' You could. You guys are just watching you us. You literally could yeah. stream at the same time, and there's a squad stream on there, and uh, I haven't had the opportunity to use it, so. Let's do it. But it makes it squad easier to watch stream. multiple people. Thank you. I can't, uh, I'm more for, excited that it's like Team Gamescast minus Tim in LA. You just hang <laughs> yeah. out and doing our things. So it's going to be, you know what I mean? Be, so, it's me and Big Gary Witter down here. Yeah. yeah. So just so for 100% clarity, sure, here comes the clarity, broadcast only, as far as you know, on like Twitch Borderlands. Twitch.tv slash Borderlands. is, And the pre-show will be on there, but also on Kind of Funny is what you're saying? Right. So if you already, like, like twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and you want to watch it with a chat of best friends right. we'll be hosting the Borderlands stream right so like there's the official Borderlands thing you'll have a million people in there they'll all be talking about weird horrible things but you can hang out with us and see Zyger talk about weird horrible things oh that's, that's what I was trying to say uh, is our pre-show on Borderlands oh, yeah. or oh, oh, it's on it. both yeah well I mean that's everything is on Borderlands we're gotcha. just gonna we're gonna go in and say slash host Borderlands we're taking and over get their it. channel Fran yeah. he's been the boss man on this so I've just been following you're just my I troop alright yeah. if you I, keep this insubordination up <laughs> I will drop you like a hot potato alright <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Understood, sir. But right. uh, to prepare for this, friend, you've been playing some Borderlands. Yeah. You know what's funny? Before uh, I even knew that this was potentially going to be a thing, I started playing Borderlands just to go back to it. PS4 um, Game of the Year edition thing? Yes, the game. Exactly. As soon as it came out, I said, now's a great time to jump in because I've been waiting to play it forever. What better time than now? And with the, the reveal coming up, you know, now on Wednesday, May 1st. So started Borderlands 1. Uh, obviously, that's a game from like 2008-ish. Um, so long time ago. I played for about five hours. It's good for sure, but it's you can see it's where old. it was the beginning of yeah. something special. So I jumped right into Borderlands Two now, and I'm gonna go back to Borderlands, I think. But then, as soon as you jump into Borderlands Two, you just see how far right. it came, and it's yeah. interesting to make that jump so quickly. And what I noticed right away, just the world design and the game design. Joey's got a T-shirt for me. Hey, Joey! Freaking go, Jen. Oh, I love it. Everybody, everybody, if you're watching live, hold on, screen cap this, and then send it to Jen. Say, Greg's got you covered. We got it. All right, good. Okay, so anyway, uh, the world design and um, just gun des- the gun progression and all that. So I'm only about five hours into it, but you can just see what a big leap it is. So thinking about that, which was you know four or five years apart in development, now we're thinking, now granted there was pre-sequel, but that was uh, another studio, right? Sure, under uh, the although they helped 2K produce Australia, yeah. right? Yeah. But they helped produce it. But anyway, can you imagine now with all that's changed with the way it influenced games like Destiny and you know, that's what's interesting about the pre and post stream. These guys have played a lot of Borderlands. Yeah. Um, Andrew has also played Destiny and Division, so you've got it all covered. I'm mm-hmm. coming from the all I ever heard through my Destiny career, you know, has been, what if you played Borderlands? And so I'm just excited to see how far it probably has come and super, yeah, super excited. Yeah, it's really exciting because in addition to Borderlands, the original game in Borderlands 2, they explored a lot of really cool things in the pre-sequel, which is something that even mainstream Borderlands fans, like, you know, some some people that I know even skipped that game and I would highly recommend going back and playing that as well. Um, all part of the Handsome Collection. And so, you know, we're kind of looking towards what they're going to reveal 
and looking at what we got to see at PAX East at the Gearbox panel, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm super 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 pumped. Uh, when I was doing some preparation for the stream, kind of looking back, I looked at some of my old Borderlands coverage that I've done over the course of my yeah. my career, and it's wild how many different Borderlands videos I've done over the years. So That's it's so awesome. kind of a nice little trip down memory lane. Yeah. It's uh, maybe it's worth asking. So, what do we think? Like to prepare for the Borderlands stream, should you should you go back and try them before the stream? Um, and even just in general, like, what do you recommend for people who haven't gotten in the Borderlands yet? Uh, I my my thought process on it would be no, I wouldn't go back, and I don't think because those games are bad, they are great. I loved them, right? But I was similar to what you're talking about, where Borderlands yeah. one I was talking about came out, people loved it. I remember Clayman and Brudby yeah, being obsessed with it. That's all they played, and I didn't get to it till uh, Christmas time. We we're getting ready for holiday break and game of the year, yeah. and so nobody was playing it. It didn't have the same experience. I didn't hang out long. I waited until Borderlands two got super into that. Did pre sequel with Steimer, like. I, picking up from there, I didn't feel like I missed that much. Borderlands is yeah. more, it's not even so much a storyline for me personally as it is a tone. Yeah. Like when you get in there, you know the tone of the games, right? And it, sure, mm -hmm. if you want to play Tales from the Borderlands, it helps to know Handsome Jack and know how crazy he is and all these different things. But it also is just fun to get in there and play it and not, yeah. you don't need that. And I think Borderlands 3 is going to be such a great, if they nail it and it's still as fun as the other ones were and it's still as funny as the other ones, it's going to be a great jumping on point. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't feel I need to play these to even prepare for Borderlands 3. I think from a story perspective, you should. But from a gameplay perspective is where I'm coming from. That's oh, always yeah. What I'm all then about. definitely no, because when I played Borderlands One with out. you, when I jumped into Borderlands One with you, it was like, ooh, I forgot even between Borderlands Two pre sequel how, how like, much they how, improved. Yeah, exactly what the systems and menus were oh, like. Just in this. the world does. I literally went from I mean, it didn't make it far in Borderlands One, but going back and forth between camp and back and forth and like this open world and like okay, I get it, it's cool, the guns are progressing, etc. But then. I jumped into Borderlands 2 and I started like looking up and it was vibrant and like it totally did make a leap, you know, and to see them next to each other. Um, so again, I can't wait for Borderlands 3. But what, what I would say, uh, just real fast, what, what makes Borderlands special is not uh, that shocking or a surprise. It gives you crappy guns and it oh, does sure. it so well. And they know they're it. crappy and they make fun of them for being crappy. Exactly. Yeah. And the style you talk about, that's, that's all you need to know about Borderlands and... Um, you know, claptrap is hilarious, and yeah. uh, that's all. You I mean, really like that—that's it's—that's the humor of Borderlands. It's claptrap for me. It always stands out. The one where you, I, think, I think it's actually Tales from the Borderlands, where you look at the thing and you're getting little bios on all the people, and the one says like whatever his name is, uh, <laughs> cause of death, stabbing. Last words. What are you gonna do? Stab me? <laughs> like that is what Borderlands is, and it is crazy guns, yes. and it is dick and fart jokes here and there, yes. and it is just being crazy. What I I often do think about, and especially with PlayStation VR show, is I want to do. I want to play more Borderlands 2 in VR because Borderlands 2 PlayStation VR I played like to try that. before they put the gun in before you could actually use the you know the motion control gun or whatever I always forget the name of aim is it the aim uh, yeah, when you had to play sure. with the controller and it was like oh that's fine or whatever but now I'd love to go and even playing it without the gun was fun and cool now that that's in there I really do want to mm. get back to that and try that out some more not probably put in another 40 hours right because it is just Borderlands 2 again which is great but yeah. Whether it was Borderlands <laughs> 2 Vita. on PS3 yeah. or Vita or the you know, all the collections, like all right. Oh, Greg, uh, friend, Fortnite put out yes. a little Avengers update. Yeah, and you told me you played it. Checked it out a little bit. Um, so yeah, in honor of Endgame coming out today, April 25th. Today they just released this uh, Fortnite Thanos Redux mode, is what I would call it. I forget. I think it's literally called Endgame. They call it Endgame, yeah. Or end, it's, it's end, yeah, it's Endgame uh, limited time mode, right? Yep. 
Fortnite and game LTM. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, Thanos is back, but the big twist this time is you are either with the Chitari and you're helping Thanos, or you're with the Avengers. And so, uh, number one, quick review. It's a very fun, like, arcadey mode version of what Fortnite is. It takes away all of that pressure, you know, if you've ever played, you know, uh, some of the other LTMs where it's just you respawn, you're just shooting a ton, you don't have to worry as much about ammo conservation and all this. So that, that's the good news if you just want to hop in and play a few rounds, I would recommend it on that. Uh, Longevity-wise, like, I don't really know. I've kind of dropped a little out of Fortnite, only because I'm busy and um, it's just too many games to play and, and people kick my butt in legit modes. I wish I was better. Um, so, from the uh, gameplay perspective, the coolest part is playing as the Avengers. I, mean, I don't. I don't think there's going to be any question that um, you want to play as the Chitari. They have a jetpack. They have like a charge up blaster, and they have just like a little like uh, energy gun. So let me stop you yeah. right there, because here's my, uh, we had talked on Games Daily in the lead up to this that I hope it's costumes. I hope it's this. I'll get in there and I spend the money. I, I got on I, today. I was like, oh, the 25th. It was Games Daily. Yeah. I ran through the news, found that they did this mode right. Yeah. Then they also did the Black Widow outfit. Immediately jumped on the item shop. shop yeah, you bought, can just buy an outfit. Bought the, and bought the, the Black Widow outfit. The and then I saw the glider, of course, being connected to this mode, right? The we'll get to all that because they have Avengers challenges. You talk about, uh, they made it sound like you have to run around and find the Avengers weapons in the world. So I start as a normal Fortnite, my normal Fortnite character. You may... It not only if you're not if with I'm, the Chitauri, okay, yeah, yeah, just yeah. making sure people know. So you might get side with Chitauri, and then guess what? You probably wish you were going to be on the other side, which is, at least for me, that's what I felt. Although you have a chance to be Thanos, right, if you're on that side. That's the cool payoff. Yes, on the Avengers side, what happened was I didn't look into how to play it either because I usually like to experience games that way. So I'm dropping in for the first time. And yeah, I'm like, I'm just normal dude. I just have, uh, they give you a couple guns to start. And yeah. I'm like, what? How do I become like an Iron Man or like Captain America? Um, so as I'm floating in, I see this like glowing spot. Now I don't know if that's there's always one that may appear because I'll explain how this works. So I found a glowing spot and it's an X marks the spot situation and you dig into it and this like special treasure chest rises oh, up okay. and in it is a blueprint or whatever for a random um, uh, Avengers it's item. Either, yeah, it's either uh, Hawkeye's bow, Iron Man's repulsors and hover ability, right? Yep. Uh, Captain America's shield, yep. and then Stormbreaker from right? Thor. From yeah, Thor yeah. The new this axe. is awesome. So that was it. So I got the shield, and then I was like, I thought it was going to be like, you know, you like skin yeah, yeah, out, yeah, you're yeah. like, you're, you're Captain America. And I was like, no, it's just a shield. So the shield allowed me to block uh, you know, incoming shots as well as like toss it and it'll come back to you. Um, so that was that feature. And then on top of it, so that's what's interesting, I found later, uh, let's see, how do you find it? You go in, oh, you find a map. I forget how you find them, but you find yeah. maps that now lead you to another X marks the spot and that's incentivizing you to like go there. So I went, found another item and it was Thor's Stormbreaker. Um, and that allowed me to like, that was cool. It allowed me to do like the big jump and slam. So I was like going, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Immigrant songs playing. So uh, that one was awesome. But here's the, the cool twist. You didn't lose Captain America's shield. Oh, wow. That's so cool. you actually select them as items. Uh, so I hmm. believe you can eventually get them all. And if you want, you can choose how you mix and match those it becomes strategic i was like blocking shots getting close and then i'd like take out the stormbreaker and be like awesome. and you can of course throw that and it'll come back to you so sure so it's a lot of fun it's free why wouldn't you check this out 
Yeah, right? that was. I mean, it's doing exactly what I think Fortnite's great at. Where uh, you know, I talked about it today. Of like, I don't. I go through huge stretches where I don't play Fortnite, and then either get the itch or something like this happens. So today, yep, downloaded Black Widow, then saw yeah. it to get the Quinjet glider. Right, you have to do ten of the Avengers challenges that are running for the next ten days with yeah. this mode. And so I looked into the challenges, right? And the and challenges are as usual. They're usually not too bad. Play seven matches. That's all it is. Play seven matches of this. It's not even win. Not even do this. There are other things of get some kills, you can do get some, find the Infinity Stones. They're hidden yes. around there or whatever. And it's like, cool. Well, hell yeah. Like I want. I'm going to play this. this I'm bringing the Switch yeah. to Chicago. I'm sure I'll bust out a few. Things yep. there. Yep. I'm trying to update on my iPhone right now, but I can't find yeah. the update. Actually, maybe last points clarification for anyone asking yes, if you're on the Thanos side, the Chitari side, what happens is all the infinity stones, they're actually dropping to the map and they come in one at a time, I believe. And so you'll hear it's like the, the soul stone is on its way and you get the notification. Now you got to go like find it, protect that spot. That's how you get into these encounters. Meanwhile, Thanos, of course, is coming to get them, or I think a Chitari can just get them for him kind of thing. So that's pretty much yeah, it. And then Sorry, because did you see a snap royale happen? A snap royale? They put it in the, the text today I of like, are you going to be able to stop Thanos or will he collect all the infinity stones and get a snap royale? So I think if Thanos gets them all, there is just a gunk and you win. Oh, I think, yeah. No, I don't know I if was, that's true, but I think that's what I think, yeah, when he they gets them all, they probably, that's how the match, I mean, the match is over. He's got yeah, them yeah. all, so they just probably goes to, I didn't get to see that, so. Yeah, that's cool. awesome. And then um, my last note, you do still get guns as a, the you know the Avenger side is for clarity. It's not like you have to pick up these other items. You can build on both sides as well. By the way, so the Chitari can like build their nineties and and gather wood if they want. <laughs> so if they want, if they want, <laughs> that's, that's what I did. I mean, you got to have like some some brick and wood and stuff in that. You got to have the mats. You got to build. Yeah, you just should. So. It's fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to jumping into it. Yeah. It's and then, the then they tease that next week they're dropping another another uh, Avengers suit. Dot, oh. dot, dot, winky face. Huh. So I don't know what that is. If it's going to be somebody who is in the, you know, revealed or an outfit from the movie or what, I don't know. That's what if cool. you had on the uh, the Fortnite side and because they're going to do something in Endgame that's related to it, but you had to work on it early and so you had to like design this skin of something that happens in the, in, wouldn't that be the worst the, job? Yeah, oh, like you'd, yeah, you'd, you'd be like, spoiled. dude, your job is look, I need you to read the spoiler and design this this skin. And you're Let's like, see. what? Yeah, exactly. We've gone through that. At the in, end of the movie, Captain America's got two heads. You got to make that suit. <laughs> <laughs> what? How did that happen? It doesn't matter. What a make twist. It. What a twist. It's him and Bucky, one body. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been playing Mortal Kombat Mortal 11. Kombat. This game is fantastic. Yeah? It is, uh, at least the modes that I've been playing. Yeah, what have you been playing? Utterly fantastic. The story mode, um, the uh, tutorial is... <laughs> you don't hear that Dude, much. I Dude, I love the tutorial. You put thing, five man. hours into it. <laughs> like, real, real talk. The tutorial mode is, it's a separate mode. Mm -hmm. It is so robust and it is incredible. It is so different than any tutorial mode I've seen where it's annoying and gets in your way. Mm -hmm. I, I played a bit of story mode. Like I, I beat Injustice 2 um, when, a long time ago. And I loved it because it made me realize, wow, NetherRealm is on another level when it yeah, comes to, so to story modes with the cinematics. Like, it's a full-fledged movie happening that's really cool with an mm -hmm. interesting story with the DC characters yeah, yeah. for that, right? And I was super in, and I love the way that as you go through the story mode, it, it's switching off characters. It's not like you're playing through as one the entire time, like a tra traditional arcade mode in a fighting game. And I really enjoyed that. I loved that. But playing this immediately, I realized that I'm really bad. And like I, I knew that already. That like I, Mortal Kombat's never been my thing. Um, and it's been years since I played Injustice. Yeah. 
I'm definitely more of a street. You just got to practice. It's tough. Like it, it's, but also just like you I have just to don't memorize speak, the move combos. I don't yeah. speak that language at all. Whereas like Street Fighter, I'm not good at it. But it's like I understand the quarter circle punch and all that In stuff way more stuff. than the like input commands that Mortal Kombat has. And Mortal Kombat 11 is very slow compared to other mm -hmm. fighting games. It's much more methodical, and I was just getting my ass kicked, yeah. uh, even on normal, in story mode. Yeah, the AI bit. in that game is intense. Really? And it immediately yeah. made me realize, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm fucking myself right now. It's like, I should go <laughs> out and, and do the tutorial and not just keep pushing through this yeah. thing. Like. I'm go back to pretending basics. I know how to play and know the basics, and I don't. So I went to the tutorial. It is just a mastercraft of how the game teaches you what to do, what's important, what you're going to get better at later if you keep at it. And I'm just like, this is how all tutorials should be handled. Is it just smartly designed, or is there like a grind reward factor to it that incentivizes it's, it's you both. to do it? Like it, it's a weird thing where it is very just well designed to uh, teach you each bit and like add on to it. So yeah. when you go to the other things, you don't feel like. I feel like a lot of tutorials are like, here's how you learn how to punch, and then you yeah. just have to do a bunch of punching over and over and over and over, and that's it, and then it'll move you on. This kind of involves everything that you've learned before at each tutorial level, and it makes you feel like you're actually getting better hmm. in the tutorial. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really weird, um, but it does reward you, and it gives you, like, coins and stuff, which I don't really care because I wasn't doing any of that stuff, but it did incentivize me, even though it, it's just that loop that you get in your head where you do feel it's like, like it's hmm, I'm doing this play. for a reason. I, yeah. I'm not just like doing it just to get better. It's like there's also in-game rewards for it. But it sounds like it's fun to play, which at a it basis. Is very fun to you're play. You're used to tutorials being like, all right, I just got to get this out of the way and go back to the game. But the tutorial's like cool. They, and yeah. I think that like it's not just the basic stuff that I was doing. Like You can look, and there's so many advanced tutorials that they have uh, going through where it seems like on pro levels, you can learn shit from this. And like you can see videos of different moves being played or like why you would use certain techniques in certain situations it's just like it's a ridiculous resource that i think all fighting games need because that's what they're they're made for right it's for the competition and it's for people to want to get better yeah. and there's a lot of times you jump to youtube because you're trying to understand the advanced mechanics this has it all in game and again it, it rewards you for doing this stuff so it's not just a resource it is a, a, a mode yeah that it, you guys laugh for me saying play tutorial, but it's like, yeah, it's you don't hear thing. that often. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's incredibly helpful in a fighting game where if you, like you said, if you don't know what the input commands are, it's you can't like fake your way through it. I mean, you can maybe button mash your way through some of the earlier levels in the story mode, but I mean, the towers are completely out of, out of the question for you if you don't actually take the time to learn how to play the game. And um, for me, what I love is is how they've really evolved that and, and made it so much more friendly for new players coming in or even for people like me that have been around in that franchise since the beginning of it but they've changed the way that the fighting game style has been like so much like iteration to iteration you almost have to go into the tutorial a little bit if you want to be proficient at it but my favorite part about what they did with the tutorial is the fatality practice mm -hmm. like where you can just go in there and like That's actually cool. get the timing right because in order to nail the fatalities it's you have to be the right distance from the player you have to input them exactly the right speed and it's really um, like a fine-tuned process, and so it makes the reward really great when you actually nail it. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, nothing feels worse than grinding to get that moment. You win, and you're like, Ugh. and then you do like a single and punch, and then the yeah. guy falls over. <laughs> and you're like, back, oh. back up, and you know, to the credit of, yeah. of the game, where it's like, even if you don't want to do that, there's simple fatalities as well. Mm -hmm. Like you can just, I think it's like hold the the tap, right tap, trigger a. and then hit A, and then it just does a fatality. It's not as it's like a basic flashy crazy, stuff, yeah, yeah. but right. it's cool though. It's like. This game really has a lot of options to allow you to play it the way that you want to, and the single player content is 
unrivaled. Like, I just can't believe how much there is that looked like it was interesting to me because there's story mode, but on top of that, there is the towers, which are traditional arcade mode that you'd think of from Mortal Kombat. But because the whole point of this game is this time travel mechanic of like, it's Mortal Kombat from across the ages and like there's young (laughs) Johnny Cage and old Johnny Cage and all this. There's also time towers that like, do the same thing. They did this in Injustice 2 as well, where it's kind of like rival matchups, where like they'll come up with cool, interesting uh, story-based uh, rivalries and matchups that you play through in the towers. And the little bit I did there was really cool. Um, but then there's like these challenge modes that they add a bunch of gimmicky stuff, and I, I played that for a little bit. I'm like, I hate this. I'm out. Don't want this at all. Sure. What um, is that like? Do this. They have double health, and you have half it, health. It's that, but then it's also like uh, Do without- your character is like on fire, and like your health slowly burning, gotcha, and it's gotcha, just like gotcha. it's like. Honestly, it's spirits mode from Smash, but th- that should not be added anywhere. Like it was bad, very bad. Um, and then I saw a lot of people online hate that shit too, and it's very grindy and very uh, predatory when it comes to microtransactions. Yeah, and, Ed and Boon ta- reached out and talked about that, right? Because we talked about it in Games Daily. We called Destin again. Thanks, Destin, for accepting the phone call, and he explained <laughs> it. But then, yeah, from what I understand, since then I saw tweets. Right, Andrew, mm-hmm. we were talking about this, right? Yeah, and I just pulled this up too because I know a lot of people had reached out to be like, "Are you guys going to talk about what's happening with the microtransactions in Mortal Kombat 11?" And I thought it important to know that there was a Reddit thread going around with the claim that um, over $6,000 is required to buy all of the skins in Mortal Kombat 11. And Ed Boon he refuted that. took it to that. Twitter and said, LOL, OMG, the $6,440 story is complete bullshit. Where do these people get their information? And then he does like the the tongue, like smiley face. Right. It's like the Laughing vast, so vast majority of NK11 skins are not for sale. That's not how NetherRealm makes games. You have to earn them in the game. And and so like I think where people are getting upset are, is the amount of time required to earn some of the things in the game. Let me cut you off for one second. Yeah, I I saw that I read into it a little bit. Whatever, the amount of microtransactions in this game is un. Necessary. It is inappropriate. It, it is, is pervasive wow. through the right. entire thing. For someone that's like could not give a shit less, because I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna grind. I want to play the story mode. To get to the story mode, you were just bombarded with things that you could do. And I'm like, with you offers just see to- you just see the loot boxes. You see the crypt. You see all the stuff everywhere. And I'm like. This is going to be a problem. Well, not, hold is. on, I want to be I want to be clear about what's the difference between using the in-game currency that you earn by doing items in the game doing grindy, bad, and the difference stuff. between what you have to spend additional real-world money on. I think that confusion is leading to a lot of outrage and people not understanding but I, but how long the does difference. It take? But I think that a right? lot of people are mad that to get the stuff in-game, you mm-hmm. have to grind and do a lot of things that are not fun, and it, right. it is designed to get you to pay. Correct. It's designed to this get you to be like, designed to burn you out and be like, right. I don't want to play. This is my okay. big yeah. problem with Mortal Kombat X, right? And when I went to the preview event down in LA, I specifically asked the team about this because I hated the crypt in the last game. I thought it was gross. I didn't spend any time with it. It made me leave the game much sooner. Once I found out I had to do all of these nitpicky things, I was like, I don't want. I don't have time for this. I'm I'm done. And so I went out of my way to be like, Is this coming back? And they refused to give me any details about it. And now here the game is. It's back. And they're back. And, and it's I, not all good. I can do is shake my fist because I love what Netherrealm does. And the fact that they put it back in the game, it's just like, come on, guys. And it, it <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't, uh, I didn't play 10 like that. Um, but I remember the system that Injustice had, I was like, this isn't that bad. I played Crypt for a little bit. And I'm like, hell no. Fuck this. And I was like, you know what? I'm wasting my time. 
I'm here for the story mode. Mm -hmm. I just want to do the story mode. So after I did the tutorial, popped around some of that stuff, I went back to story mode, having a much better time because I'm like, I finally have a grasp about, about how to play the game. And man, this is where the game shines. It is yeah. so much fun. The story is so stupid, so dumb in the best way. It feels like a sequel to the 90s movies. And it's that's awesome, and in, and a lot of there's uh, actors from the movies that really? do the voices and stuff of the of the characters. They act that way. I don't know much about the mythology of Mortal Kombat. They do a good job of letting you know who's who, how they need to know each other. It's all you need to know. It's stupid, but it's fast and furious stupid. And I, you know me well. There's nothing I love more than that. Um, I'm about halfway through. Can't stop thinking about it. Want to keep going back mm -hmm. and play. It. How far is halfway there? Uh, Would you say hours hours wise? Guess. Five, ten, five, four. Four, maybe okay. four. I feel What's like the power per hour on it? Okay. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like to beat it, it's a nice six to eight hours. Okay, they, that's they, how you know where yeah. I was going with it. Yeah, yeah. I think the real trouble here is that fighting games in general just have never been loot style games, right? Like when you think about a fighting game and where the the rich history of where that genre comes from, there's no like crossover with loot. And clearly NetherRealm was trying to do something different here with Mortal Kombat by taking some of what they started with the Injustice franchise and really honed in Injustice 2 and brought it into MK11. What? I, I was staring like into Greg's eyes for a second, but I didn't. I wasn't. I was looking like sort of that Fran way. Fran and I were thinking. both listening, and then we made eye contact. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're just guests at the table here, so we're listening to you guys um, so deeply. But and I haven't played enough of Mortal Kombat 11. Of course, you know I want to make another disclaimer that Warner Brothers did provide me with mm -hmm. a code for Mortal Kombat 11's Ultimate Edition, and I haven't really gotten as much time to dig in because I've been focusing on Days Gone. But um, I hope, hopefully, we'll have more to say next week. But here's the thing: like I, I think that it's good that NetherRealm has responded to the criticism and said, mm -hmm. "Yo." You're right. These in-game currencies and the collection of them, from like the crystals um, to the, like the uh, to the skulls and everything else that's happening, the soul fragments and the hearts. It's just confusing for people as to what goes where. And then on top of that, they've got consumables you can buy for the towers and it, in the variants for each of the skins. It's just a little bit overwhelming uh, for a fighting game. So hopefully, what they'll do is they'll maybe just scale back just how prolific all of the different currencies are maybe so that they're not like as necessary in certain elements and find a happy medium because I think that they should be allowed to experiment and try different things I think they need to focus on making sure the community knows what's available to unlock through gameplay and what is available to unlock through real world money because I know that one of the characters you can unlock through the story I believe Frost is the name of the character and it's you get her real early. Yeah, it's unclear to people who maybe don't start with this campaign that you can unlock her in the campaign because they advertise her as being a sale is for sale for six bucks in the store, right? And so it's like, oh, it's kind of a little gross that you're selling her when she's easily unlocked, you know, just by gameplay in this other portion so you, of the game. So I think that they need to be more communicative with that, both in the game and to their community. So mm -hmm. this miscommunication about what exactly these systems are is not happening anymore. Yeah. I feel like they're pretty on the nose about that in particular, and I feel like people are taking that out of you context. You don't feel as confused by it. Yeah, like there's certain certain things I'm not confused about at all when it comes to like the character stuff. It's like mm -hmm. I do feel it's like, yeah, play through the story and you can get the characters, and they've said that. And it's I, I'm getting the weeds here. I think that the story mode is worth the. It's worth the time. I, I think it's super fun. I think that the story's great. I think supporting this type of game is awesome. The loot and all that stuff. It's like yo, this shit sucks. But it's just, I spent. Hundreds of hours playing Smash Bros. to get all these damn spirits. 
And was that fun? No, it wasn't. But there's <laughs> but people that love Mortal Kombat. They're going to grind <laughs> to get all this shit. Yeah. And if they want to pay, they can pay. Or if they don't want to pay, they don't need to. Right. Um, it is ridiculous how much is in the game just on the menus and like just for me seeing it, trying to avoid it and it's still being there. Um, but anytime I'm playing the story mode, everything about it is just so over the top and goofy and fun. And it's backed up by great gameplay. And I feel like the game moves at such a great pace where story elements are introduced and then you'll play as a character for a while. And right when I'm starting to get used to the character and be like, ooh, I'm real good with this, I can keep going, they'll switch the perspective of the story and then I need to play who I was just facing off against. And I love how I constantly feel like I'm like, oh no, but I wanna keep playing with them. And it reminds me of Infinity War where when we watched it and we're just like, like, oh man, like I want to stay with Tony and Doctor Strange. And then you get to the Guardians, you're like, oh, this is awesome, but like I want them. But then you forget how much you want them because you now fall in love with the Guardians bits, yeah, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's and, a good problem to have. And or a good it, thing it's to have. a great thing. And I feel like so far in the story, every time I get in love with something, I move on to something else and immediately fall in love with that. Um, the one thing that I don't love, and no matter how, like, D-grade movie it's supposed to be. Ronda Rousey's acting. I've heard this. Is oh, really? atrocious in a way that doesn't even Sonya, fit the style no. of this is stupid. She's Sonya Blade, right? Yeah, and yeah. everyone's lines are so dumb. They're all one-liners or whatever, but that's kind of the magic of it. But when she delivers the lines, it's cringeworthy. Yeah. She sounds like, too much well, like... She's not a voice actor, right? It, yeah. But it's it's bad. I mean, she's an actor at this point in WWE. It's like... And it's Fast her Furious. Yeah, and that too. She had she one line in that. She didn't say much in that movie. But, but, but voice acting party is... Anyway. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Hey, like, thank to... God you showed up. Yeah, These yeah, parties yeah. bore me to death. Sounds to me like so much of the other voice acting is so good that and you can't put someone who's like really in is. there in that mix. All the other It'd be voice like acting. if you or I tried it, like it probably wouldn't be there would, or worse. Yeah, but Ronda, worse. there's something around Ronda, know, man. Like, you know. But uh, the, all the other voice acting is so good, but to be clear, it's so bad. But like they're nailing what they're going for. Yeah. And like, it's, it's like kitschy. Like, it's supposed to be. Yes. And it, it like I said, it feels like a sequel to the 90s movies, which She's is a damn good A time. bad performer, though, is what you're saying. It's not her line quality, right? It's, I mean, the lines are like written very they're stupid lines but like that's her the lines point. are fine. her delivery of the stupid the line yeah, takes away from like the the one-linerness of it yeah. and it just sounds like boring yeah that's like, too bad yeah. but anyway I'm, i'll keep you guys up here I'm one, one final question for you since i haven't gotten to this point yet do you think it's possible for people to completely avoid the crypt and the towers and all that and just focus on the on the sto- the campaign or do you yeah. think it's necessary to check out those oh, other yeah. things oh yeah no 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 that stuff's all, it's That's, just extra modes it's just a lot the story mode like i said you're probably going to get 8 hours out of it so it's not uh, if even so it's not that much but there are a lot of tower things that are fun that you don't need to do any of the loot stuff at all um it's just it, it, there's an excess amount of content and some of it is very grindy, and it was built around this grind of collecting a bunch of bullshit. It's like Spirits Mode and Smash. You don't need to play that ever. You could just play the classic modes, and those are great. That was the only thing I didn't understand about. So, okay, you can play the tower optionally. Everybody's talking about the tower. Tower. I kinda, There's multiple towers, sets of towers. Sorry, okay. Yeah. But what what do you get? What types of things? Because I understand you unlock characters, so, but like, can you not get those things by playing the story in arcade mode? So, is that the problem? So arcade mode, one of the towers is arcade mode, where okay. you can play. You choose a character, you play through old school 90s fighting game action, right? You you play through, you face off against a bunch of people, yeah. and then you get a stupid image at the end with the story of what right. yeah, an individual characters. You're... Mm-hmm. You get your individual character endings. Those, 
like the uh, microtransaction stuff, as far as I've seen, That's does fine. not get in the way at all. Okay. It's when you get to like the, there's other the challenge towers. They have special challenge towers that have different parameters on them. Like for example, it's like the same matches in the arcade mode, but then you're restricted to using a specific variant of yeah. a specific fighter, or yeah, like you have like restricted so health, that. and so you have to like. like Why the idea I, is that there's yeah, yeah all these different things. But what do I get? Why am I playing it? Meaning I, I you get a bunch of shit. fun. <laughs> you get you get but like what? You get a lot of things that start with the letter K when they should start with the letter C. You know, the collectibles. Classic. The coins. The, <laughs> Can I like, use them in the game, though? Yeah, to buy other other bullshit that you don't need. It's oh, like you spirits mode. currency to buy, but what type of stuff? That's Costumes lost. or costumes. like just like concept art. So or, okay, but yeah, let's there's, say custom, there's customizable things. So like, for example, like Scarlet has these special... Um, weapons that she holds and so you can get a different like customizer. There's like that. three different versions of them. Cool. And what's cool about it is that when you equip one in like the little animations that you do in the fight, the cust the customized one that you picked shows up in all those animations and it makes it feel like it's your player. Got it. Can I get that anywhere else is what I was wondering. You can buy it. You can buy With it. real money. Or you can only get it out of these modes. Yeah. Pretty sure. That's sort of the problem. If I want it, I gotta get in that mode which starts to bombard me with these. Yes. Okay, understood. Yeah, 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 and that's what people are pissed about. Mm -hmm. But in it, so if you remove that, you're saying the rest of it though. That is just like everything yeah, I played. Standalone is that awesome. is tons of fun. I think if so. they rebalance how much time it takes, how much grind it is to get some of these things, then I think it'll feel less egregious to people. Yeah. I think that's where it's at. Is that but it feels too grindy for the payoff? The problem with that though is I feel like if they did adjust it, then it's like not worth even doing. Like not even worth having that. It's like they ha right now the entire. You mean it's mode, not worth playing the game to get items those in the game. Those modes. I feel like there's no winning here. This is like I, always the situation. I totally agree. <laughs> I feel like there's take, no winning. If there with was this. no microtransactions in this game whatsoever with real world money, like mm -hmm. let's just say you pay your fifty nine ninety nine for the basic edition, and there's no way to buy anything else with actual dollars. That you earn currency in the game, and then you get to choose what you want to spend it on because they want to give you some player choice, like. Is that not the answer? I can't, Isn't that what most of the game this is? This is just my impression on this. I can't imagine putting the time in for these modes because they do not seem fun at all. So the it mode just seems is like the pure problem, grind. or the reward is the problem potentially. Like for I think you. I think it's a you know combination. I mean? it's not both. fun enough, or the reward's not good enough, or both. I think it's both. Both. And what about you? Do you feel that? Let's say they adjust how long it takes to get, but like, do you enjoy the mode? Let's start with that. I mean, so far I've enjoyed everything I've played of the game. Oh yeah, you're still catching up. I forgot. Yeah, like, well, and, so and, but also like, there's a lot of modes that they've added in this new in the in the combat challenges and the towers that I just have never that I never liked. And like in the last couple iterations of yeah. Mortal Combat, I've always been more of a purist. I like the original like arcade modes. Yeah. Where I'm playing against the okay. the computer, I'm not playing against. I never go into PvP. It is not my thing. Okay, you know, and so like I like to keep it super simple. Yeah. But that's what I was trying to understand. And I'm, now I'm I getting think, a much clearer picture. Which it sounds like if they put some of this stuff in that other arcade mode, there's a little more like simple and fun, or you know, well, but, that you can still earn this stuff. Cool, but don't put me number one in game modes that are kind of uh, forced for what it's sounding like. Well, the thing that I think that's frustrating is that it's clear that game publishers are trying to get 
more value in every game that they put out because gamers are being more discerning with their dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Like we talk about this all the time. Games are expensive. A lot of people don't have the money to buy more than a couple of games a year. Mm-hmm. And so here's Warner Brothers and NetherRealm going, how do we convince people that their $60 should be spent on Mortal Kombat 11 instead of Days Gone or instead of buying 10 skins in Fortnite or whatever, right? And they say, well, we can't just put out the story campaign because if we just put out a story campaign, even though you're saying it's worth the price of admission, then there would be people over As there going, package. like, that's not enough for, for my dollar. Like, you should have made that separate. I mean, we're even seeing, like, what if you remember what happened to Street Fighter when they didn't put all of their modes in at launch, you know, they kind of got hosed by the community. And so I think hmm. they're looking at that going, we need to add lots of extra stuff to make this game feel like it has more to do once the campaign is over, right? And so they are like, let's add the challenge towers in. Let's add these other towers in. Let's add this mode. Let's add this crypt thing. And so they want to give people an opportunity to keep playing and earning more stuff. It's kind of their version of an end game, but it's not really a live service game. And I think that the balance is just off here, and that's why people are upset. But it's like, I don't understand why people are mad that those modes purely exist. You don't it have makes to the play game them, worse. Right? I know, but it, like this was my How argument back in the day. How does it make it worse if you never the, have to play them? Because it's just it's there. It's like it makes the reviews worse. Just the way I was about Smash Bros. when they announced when they announced Spirits Mode. Well, it's like this is dumb. It's just an extra thing to do, and nobody wants this. And it's going to make the game worse. But you played it, all the way through Spirits Mode, and it made the game worse. It made the game worse. I'm so okay. <laughs> Wait, now no, I'm, just, Andrew, be, I'm just puzzled. I like this conversation. Like, to be fair, right? When you put something in a game, it suggests that you should try it. Of course. If you then have a bad experience, you come away with some negativity around what otherwise you liked. So yeah. I know it's not apples fair. to apples, yeah. but what if you have this amazing meal, but they bring you out and they in the middle of it, it at the end, yeah. a little you know mm-hmm. intermezzo for you, and you're like, ugh, that was just not good. You have this moment <laughs> of that wasn't great, and I, I, you know, not one to one. It takes away like from the experience. It's a little sure. what's happening is that was the overall, and now you're judging the chef a little differently. Why did they do that? And it ruined a little bit of it. So mm-hmm. it's, to be fair, it, I, you I, said it earlier <laughs> in the start of it, like you don't have Andrew, to right? Eat. It is. It's it's from games that are talking about ourselves as well. Damned if you damned if you damned if you don't, right? Where if it was just the story mode, people would be upset, and if it was just a basic PvP, would it, I mean, to flip, we're going to get to it in a second, right? Yeah. One of the criticisms I'm getting right now on Twitter is my complaint that Days Gone is too long. And people are like, how can a game be too long, oh, right? Because yeah. it's you do want bang for your buck. You do want it. <laughs> However, I and a whole bunch of people who play this game and will play this game are going to be in the same boat of like, wait, why is it going on? What is going on like this? Maybe you that's know? the best thing. You, you're trying to, I understand <laughs> there's a, a needle you're trying to thread when you're making a video game. And yeah, it is this thing of, we want you to have something to do. It is end game in Mortal Kombat of these different modes to go do to unlock these things. And then on top of that, Somebody in the room. Well, what if they don't want to? What if they don't want to do that? They hate the mode, but they want the thing. Oh, they can pay for it, right? It's you're trying to give options, but there's still options that then don't. And what's the actual intention? And, bop, and you bop around all over the place trying to figure out what the real answer is. Mm-hmm. And I, but I do understand. Yeah, that. it's yeah, a complete like, experience in the end that you. You know, I know what you're saying, and I think there's absolutely credence to that. And, and Division launches right, and they put up this, or gets ready to launch, and they have this whole campaign about how much content they have, right? Yeah. And you figure probably at Sony Ben, people looked at that and they saw that that was positive. They were like, oh man, good thing our game's fucking forever. You know what I mean? Like that. The, but oh, then yeah. it's, it's not apples to apples. It's not. It's you know, a whole. It's different game by game. This episode is brought to you by Hims. 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. The thing is, when you start to notice hair loss, it's too 
late. Uh, it's easier to keep the hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost. Just ask Andy. Just ask Nick. Uh, they've been using this for a very long time now. They're, they really enjoy it, really love it. They love how easy it all is. There's no awkward doctor visits, nothing like that. You just go online. They have real doctors. Um, they help you out with your prescription. They get you what you need and sent to your house in a very discreet package. You don't need to worry about any any of the, the stuff that you might commonly have to worry about um, when you're dealing with some of these issues. Uh, these are well-known generic equivalents to brand name prescriptions to help you keep your hair. There's no snake, snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescription solutions backed by science. Oh, man. Uh, no waiting room. No awkward in-person doctor visits. Like I was saying, you can save hours by going to forhims.com. Calm. Uh, listeners now get a free trial. Sorry, get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today right now while supplies last. Um, see website for full details and safety information. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash kinda. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash kinda. Forhims.com slash kinda. And also, shout out to Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard, especially if your FICO score isn't great. FICO? FICO. FICO. If your FICO score isn't great. It's hard to say. You know what I mean? F-I-C-O? How am I supposed to know? I'm glad, I'm glad Barrett's here. Uh, is it great? Sky high interest rates can make it incredibly hard for you to break out of the revolving debt cycle. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the rev- revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. Uh, all this stuff definitely could have helped us out when we were first being kind of funny, help us you know, just be in a better situation overall. Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes without affecting your score. That's huge. Uh, See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kind of funny to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit score. That's Upstart.com slash kind of funny. U P S T A R T dot com slash kind of funny. Speaking of game by game, days gone. <laughs> days gone. Tim. Mm-hmm. It's a game we've been looking forward to. I've been looking forward to. I've been looking forward to it. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me too. And it turns out that it's a big disappointment. Uh, I've been playing, I've beaten it. Uh, I've put in the, I'm not, I've ta- talked about this before. I'm not the stopwatch game reviewer where I sit there and go, I'm starting to play, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jot down journal my hours. Right. Last night, as I was running up to what would turn out to finally be the end of this game, I was like, I feel like I've definitely gone over forty, wow. but that sounds outrageous. It's a lot. Yeah. It is. And then today, when I was reading other people's reviews, it was what Lucy saying fifty 40. plus. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Kaylee at Gamespot being uh, or Kaylee at Gamespot being fifty five. Like, so I saw some other reviews saying sixty. So it's a lengthy, 60, lengthy yeah. game. Yeah. The problem with Days Gone, Tim, the problem that I think resonates the more and more you play Days Gone is that Days Gone is not a rewarding game in any sense of the word. Hmm. It, the gameplay loop is not rewarding. The exploration of the open world is not rewarding. Uh, the majority of the story beats and storylines are not rewarding. There are exceptions to all of these rules, and we'll get into them and stuff to that effect, but what sinks this game is that you are not being rewarded for all the hours you're asked to put into this game. And let's just say it's 40. Let's just say yeah. it's 40 hours. At no, at, to finish it. I, I, it did, when I got to the end of this, I was ready for it to be over. And it does the faint 
uh, like twice, two full times of, all right, here we go. Game's about to end. Oh my God, there's more. Okay, well, okay, cool. This is a pretty big plot point as soon as I go here. Exactly, right? As soon as I go over here, oh, there's more. And to the end, they are adding in things, some of which are really cool. Days Gone, I truly believe, if you were to sit down with them, hone a few things of their gameplay mechanics, whatever, but trim it down to a 10-hour game, this thing could be outstanding. But it just overstays its welcome. It's just repetitious as hell. And it just doesn't deliver on anything. And so I've seen people, justifiably so, and I knew I don't know, I knew I wanted to talk about it here, bringing up my preview coverage of Days Gone versus this. Of course, Days Gone a few months ago now, yeah. we all went to, a, not me and Andrea and a whole bunch of other journals, went to a preview event in San Francisco. I think I played two hours, three hours. I got there late, I remember. It was like, a, yeah, it was like four to five hours total. And I got there like two hours late. And so it was the intro of the game and then a whole bunch of it afterwards, right? Intro of the game, I remember playing through and be like, all right, cool, wow, yeah, this is cool. They're telling this story. The 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 Deacon St. John, St. John character, St. John, I always do like, uh, like I'm doing Jen's, Jen's weird name. Uh, <laughs> Deacon St. John, right? This biker dude who's dealing with the loss of his wife, not a spoiler, it's literally the first yeah. thing that happens we talked about in the preview, right? And the world after with, you know, 700 days gone. And that's what always pops up on your start screen when you go through to remind you how much time's passed. Um, a really cool idea. All right, I like this. Yeah. And then the game in the preview jumped us ahead where, cool, now you're in deep. You have a whole bunch of skill points. Uh, apply where you want to go and go do the thing. And you did like, it. And getting introduced to taking down a marauder camp of humans for the first time. All right, cool. Getting introduced to a newt or the rager or just a normal, what the, how the freakers act in general. All right, neat. All of that falls apart as you do it for 40 hours, which is what I'm just going to say, if it, give or take longer or whatever. And this is what shocks me, guys, because we all started playing it around the same time. Or actually, I guess you just played a little bit of it. Yeah, I played it on Tuesday. Days, right? um, That's not a bad thing. So I've, I've beaten it 40-ish hours, maybe 50 hours, Andrea. I'm like 25 hours in, yeah. Fran? Two hours in. Cool. So that's where I have some... Yeah, sure, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm like two, two and a half hours. We're in. probably the same. And of course, I know we didn't mention this at the top. This Thank you. Codes provided by PlayStation. Yes, provided yeah. by. Well, PlayStation. it's in the description. Yeah. I wouldn't believe Wait. a word we have to say because yeah. Greg <laughs> doesn't like the game, and he was given the game. I mean, can you believe that? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so I played it and I was, I was excited for this and yeah. I was a little worried it was going to be too long because we all know I don't really sure. typically like yeah. giant open world games that take forever. I am more about the uncharted experience of like there's a story they're telling me and there's fun action bits in between. Yeah. Um, and a big criticism, I, or sorry, not criticism, a compliment I had of Horizon was you can critical path it. You don't right. need to do all the other right. stuff. If you want to play the game the way they designed it to be open world, you totally can. Otherwise, you can just go do the main beats. You're going to get a story. You're going to get a great game there. This game, you can't do that. And I quickly found that out. While playing it, I thought the opening scene was awesome. I was like, this story seems like the first really hour. cool. The yeah, cut like, scenes are incredibly the cut well scenes done. Are, the production value is insane on that It's a stuff. very pretty game. And yeah. I was like, this is cool. And I'm, I'm invested in this. But then as it once I started playing, all the gameplay in between, I was like, I'm not having fun. It is very early. But it wasn't. It was when you get on your motorcycle, which is the first thing you do. And I realized I don't like how this feels. Mm. And I was like, "That's not good," because I know I'm going to be on it's this very thing a lot. heavy and unforgiving. And then it's like you go and you, the crafting system starts, and immediately I'm like, "Oh man, this is not a Tim game. This just is not a Tim uh, game." Collecting and, to and then craft, the, picking up. Yep. 
And then about two hours in, I'm like, oh no. And then I came in the next day, I was like, ah, I think I'm done. Well, so <laughs> even within those first few hours, so my guess is that first hour of little story development, mm-hmm. but maybe you didn't like the bike. Overall, you're like, okay, but you know, but then they, probably when you get to the camp, there's no yeah. spoilers here. Yeah, you no get spoilers to your, in this review. You're open, yeah, there's a, no spoilers. We're gonna avoid that and I've only played two hours. But you probably got to the camp and mm-hmm. then that's where it opens up a it's bit. Start, yeah, and it is starts, that where you're like, I don't really Yeah, once you get to it. the camp, I was like, okay, I, I get where this is trying to push me to go. Yeah. And I was just like, I want the story to get moving. And, it, and that's the problem. And, 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 you know, I saw uh, this week on the PlayStation blog, they announced, uh, Jeff did over there, Jeff Ross, saying, uh, hey, we're doing a free update in June, new difficulties and new trophies, challenges and stuff to that. And I noticed in his intro paragraph, he said, you know, our 30-hour Golden Path story, mm. which... I don't. I mean, I. I think the problem here is that when we say Golden Path, and especially when we think of Horizon, Horizon. where it's like, cool, there is the story. The way Days Gone does their storylines is that they're all intricately woven. So for the thirty hours he's talking about, I assume that means you don't do any of the Nero checkpoints that get you either an upgrade to your health, your stamina, or your focus, which is the ability to slow down time. I assume it's not taking care of any of the nests. It's not. Ta- it's literally like the bare minimum, <laughs> but strictly story missions, mm-hmm. which then gets confusing because, of course, technically the bounties and camps aren't story missions, but. Clearing those allows for fast travel, which a lot, you know, like there's yeah. a whole bunch of things that like, I don't know how you'd run through this game and not yeah. do that. You're so skeptical yeah. that 30 is doable for Golden Path. Yeah. Before I move on, uh, from the, the, to wrap up what I was saying, the reason I brought that, that up in my yeah. experience is like I really quickly realized this is not a Tim game, but in my head I'm like, <laughs> this is a Greg game. Sure. And that's when I was talking to was like, hmm. Greg's going to love this. It's all the like busy work that it seems like you like in these yeah. games that just turns me off. Again, and then so, I came to talk to you about yeah. it the next day and you were just like, it's okay. It's yeah. It's been it's been a cascading thing because the longer you play, the more the seams are exposed. This is not even taking into account the second half of this game, maybe even the third act, whatever. However you want to break this up, deep into the game, when the frame rate goes even worse. Oh no! Where you have all sorts of stuff. PS4 Pro as well. Yeah, oh, yeah so here, Pro. PlayStation 4 Pro, 4K mm-hmm. or not? Wait, oh, sh- no, not 4K. Spanish worse shot. on PlayStation 4 regular. I I was traveling oh. a lot, so I carry my launch PlayStation with me, and then also when Jen wants to watch something, I'll play it on there. What right? do you have here? A PlayStation 4 Pro. Yeah, they pushed. That was a Pro that that's was making pro. that noise. That's, yeah. a, that's so my Pro. Yeah. Pushed four in in the period from when we got our code to um to today the day before launch they've pushed four separate patches um which is problematic right like they're still mm, doing that kind of yeah. polish this close to to release day to retail launch um i mean we know that day one patches are sure. pretty much a given with any triple a release sure. these days but um for a game that's been in development as long as this has been for it to be a first party exclusive that they can tailor specifically for the hardware because it's only going to be on PlayStation. Yeah, they have access. It's, it should it's be prob- optimized it's problematic. out to Gorilla. Now, I to think it's important to remember that this is being built in Unreal 4, and Unreal is not the best at doing this style of open world gameplay. But it makes you question then the decision to go with Unreal yeah, as the engine and why they went with that. I mean, th- this game looks beautiful the majority of the time. Yep, I want to be clear here. And I know that, you know, you know, Greg kind of let off here with this being a disappointment. I think that there's a lot that's great about this game, but the things that are disappointing about this game are dragging the whole thing right. down in a way that I mean, it that it's it's feels just more unfortunate than outright bad. 100%, 100%. I, I talked about this on Games Daily and I haven't said it on this show. To be clear, Days Gone is not a bad game. 
Days Gone is just not a good game. It's the problem of when I would talk to our peers in the industry who were or weren't reviewing it, but like understand embargoes and our NDA is like we are. Mm-hmm. It was that thing of what do you think? I'm like, oh well, and I would just rant about all the stuff in these crazy with these decisions they made that I don't understand why they did this and this, that, and the other. And it's that thing of every night when I'd go to bed after playing till midnight or whatever, one in the morning, it'd be that thing of thinking through this moment of reviewing it and talking about yeah. it and what I want to bring to the table and not having the positives. Yeah. How can I sit here and say, yeah, you're like, oh, the game, it. it's good. It's not good. It's not a good game because I, I can't, I can't, the things I can tell you are few and far between. I believe there's a great, if not outstanding game in there that could have been pulled back, but wasn't. Before, I, I, I want to do one more thing about technical stuff. Yes, it was a PlayStation 4 Pro over there that makes that noise. That's just that PlayStation 4 Pro, which is why I traded out the Spider-Man <laughs> one for work one. However, though, uh, yes, uh, frame rate problems all over the place, right? It's buggy. I fell through the world a couple times really? where I'm just on my bike and then I was clearly mm. nitroing too far ahead. Whole camps not loading. Yeah. What? More Mom. more disturbingly, and I can't, this is just my experience. I've reported it to PlayStation. It could be whatever. I had a bug, again, critical path, right? You have to clear all these missions to get the next set of missions to keep going. Deep into this game, I'm like, I I need I want to, to need forward. to beat this for the review. I want to beat it for the embargo. Got to a point Sunday night where cool, there's one mission left on the map, and I'm playing on my my standard PlayStation Four. I'd run over to it, and there was a little marker on the floor, and it's like this game is very repetitive. So I know the kind of area I am where I run in. And there's supposed to be guys there, and then there's a room in the back, right? So clearly that's where my the guy I'm trying to save is going to be. Ran there, nothing loads. There's no bad guys. Mm. Leave, come back in. Okay, there's some freakers, there's some animals, like random open world shit, but not story stuff. So I left, I did everything else in the area, and there's this giant area I couldn't get into, and that left. Couldn't do anything with them. I was like, I think this is bugged. Emailed Sony, was like, hey, I think this is my problem having, blah, blah, I can't advance the story. They hit me back like, okay, cool, that's a known issue, but the patch that was released earlier, last week or two days ago, was supposed to fix it. We'll get talked to Ben tomorrow about it. Great. Uh, this was Monday morning then. Hadn't heard anything. Emailed him. Hey, anything yet? No, they're looking into it. I'm like, great. Was talking to another peer about the game and for shits and gigs, downloaded the save on the pro, started it. It loaded perfectly. Huh? So I can't, I do not know if that's a PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 4 pro thing. If it's something I did in the game that led to that very specific circumstance. Yeah. But By the way, that shouldn't happen. That was an issue that shouldn't happen <laughs> no. and it did happen and, and I don't patch, understand it. Right? It's worrisome. It, it, there hasn't early. been a patch for, for the game since then. There hasn't been a patch since hasn't? I had the bug. No. Oh, okay. Those were the, no. bu- the patches so they never got well, this. Maybe a new patch is coming. It's that was your that was what had happened there and was weird. I'm like, that's very awkward and weird, right? It's also I don't know if anybody if, if you've had the time or you've looked into it to dig into your PlayStation Four and the save data management. Hmm. It makes like a million saves. Right. Like you make your one sure, but then rather than resave like the auto saves, it makes a million auto saves. I went in there one day. I'm like, yeah, upload everything to the cloud. I'm gonna put it on the other thing, and it's like, cool, seven minutes. I was like, what the fuck? And I, st- I stopped it and looked, and I had a gajillion saves. And I was like, oh my God. Is that God. just this game you're saying? Yes, or most- this, is just, this is just a day's gone like thing. Dumping, I like dumping other quick games saves that, right? every like 30 seconds. Or and, then, and then last night, I beat it. Awesome. It's uh, credits roll. The credits get framey. Like when they go to tra- like it's text rolling down and then they'll go to like, you know, some footage or stuff, right? That's, that's happening in engine. Yeah, that's and when wild. they would do it, the credits would hitch. And then it would pop in. Honestly, so, to me, it and sounds, it's like this yeah. is these are the fucking credits, guys. Sounds like yeah. the patch caused the problem. 
which then it was too late almost, yeah, right? Because yeah, the QA I, testers didn't get to the new patch. I don't know. I, I think I, what I want to mention here, though, is the silver lining, at least, of this is that this is that that's, that's all fixable is fixable stuff, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. I think, you know, yeah. the other problem that Greg and I were discussing, you know, this morning is that there are some other problems that aren't aren't fixable. The gameplay loop is not fun. That's the problem. I've seen so many people obviously try to uh, analyze a tweet or re- people's actual reviews and be like, I don't understand what they're saying. The game's repetitive and then it's it's a mediocre game. All games are repetitive. How, why didn't Spider-Man get dinged for this? I keep seeing happen, right? And it's because the moment-to-moment gameplay of Spider-Man is a blast. That is so much fun to play. That is not Days Gone. I didn't have the issue you did, Tim. I liked the bike. I thought the bike controlled well enough to start and then the bike feels meaningful at the beginning the bike feels bad because it's basic bike right there's no upgrades in it at all totally get it totally understand that's your moment in the game for me I was like I see how long it's gonna take me to get this bike to get the cool bike yeah and so then you get into what the actual gameplay loop here is and it's just not enjoyable I feel so like it's hard to if you haven't played but to break it all down right open world third person you're running around you're riding but great there's all these different camps you go to and when you go there they give you missions that you complete you come back they give you camp credits and they give you reputation as the reputation fills in the merchants who sell you weapons or motorcycle upgrades then unlock based yeah. on what seems like trust level you are right yeah, yeah sure but the problem is in far cry there's a universal credit system in Days Gone, each camp has its own unique credit. Oh, it's like ears so the missions or noses or, the, or No, no. So the, so the bounties are the same. You could turn oh, them okay. in. But let's say I go out into the world and I kill oh, 50. Oh, there's new camps you go to. Yeah, so there's multiple camps in the game. And so let's say I, or I kill 50 freakers out in the world. I kill 50 swarmers. I can choose camp A, camp B, camp C and decide where I want to sell those ears at because <laughs> camp A maybe has a guy who specializes in bike upgrades. Camp B has a guy who specializes in weapon upgrades. Camp C has a guy who specializes in whatever, right? You yeah. get you understand. Ear upgrades. But the problem is is that each individual camp has its own unique credit system. So if I sell something to Camp A, I can't uh. use those credits at Camp B. And, and the, the trust up- level you build is different between oh, camps as well. Trust, and uh, the real problem I had with the way that they set up this progression system is that it felt impossible and I think it is up, up until the point I'm at now to build to the highest level of trust at the camps to unlock the highest level of gear. There was one camp that I left because you hit a point in the story where they're like, okay, you're going to move to a different point in the story. You're not going to have access to these early camps um, at this point. So if you want to buy stuff, go buy it now. And I couldn't because I there was no way for me to earn enough trust to unlock the highest tier. So I just had all of these credits like sitting in my bank account. And I was like, I can't buy them because there's not literally not enough things in the world for me to do to earn enough trust to unlock it's, it. it. What it is, again, is it's not rewarding and it's an illusion of choice. You have multiple camps that you can go invest your time in, right? Yeah. However, turning in freaker ears, uh, turning in things you go and hunt, the amount of trust you're getting is so minuscule you'd have to do that for hours and hours and hours to make an impact what you have to do is run their story missions Mm -hmm. so in reality i have three camps they all have awesome stuff i'd love to go to camp a and just farm missions for them right and get my motorcycle jacked out that's all i want to do for the first multiple hours of the game like you do in a lot of open world games right that's impossible you can't do that. It's not a quest chain because what happens exactly. when you turn in, let's say, for example, you have a quest giver in Camp B and that quest giver has 
six quests that they're going to give you because the game shows you how many quests Story are available yeah. Yeah, right. at each camp. And you're like, oh, I see that camp is going to give me six quests. Those six quests don't auto chain once you've turned the first part in. You have to wait for it to spontaneously back to this, happen. Back to this the, golden the path stuff. It's all interwoven. So I can go do a mission for Copeland, but I can't sit there and go, all right, give me another one, Cope. Give me another one, Cope. And go do the story thing. I have to do it and and then leave the camp and go do something else. And hours later, Cope calls and he's like, hey, Deke, got a thing. And Deke just starts cutting him off, of course. And he's like, yeah, 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 I got a thing for me, Cope. All right, cool. I'll be right there. And he always (coughs) calls you immediately when you leave the camp. And it's so bad. Ridiculous. I was watching um, the Easy (laughs) Allies review uh, that Brandon Jones did. And he calls this out. And I'm so glad that somebody else noticed it because it was incredibly frustrating there was a moment where I'm like in a a camp later down the line and one of the quest givers literally radios me while I'm standing next to her so she's doing something else in the camp but she's radioing me and I'm like (laughs) this is clearly broken like either something in their narrative structure and the way they put the game together just was inherently flawed I don't know if it's a bug but it happened more than once throughout the game and it was very frustrating from a narrative perspective because when you do finally get these big cutscenes the story does hook you right back in because like the underlying narrative is actually really good but how they piece it together is just makes you kind of want to tear your hair out a little bit. And that's the thing is it's death by a thousand cuts over 50 hours, right? Where the exact same thing happened to me where turned in the quest, great. There's my experience, great. Looked around, oh, there's no quest. Look at my map, there's no, oh my God, really? Climb on my like, just drive outside the front gate. The front gate closes. The lady I was just with calls me like, hey, Deke, haven't seen you in a while. I got a thing to do. Great, (laughs) drive back in, right? And it's like, this is what I'm, like, it's just, and I know these don't sound like big deals. It's something, why I wouldn't be able to pick it up in the preview, right? Yeah, Uh, yeah. Cool. Gas in your bike level, right? You have to keep your bike uh, repaired. You have to keep it gassed up. Honestly, didn't think any of that, didn't have a problem with any of that. I think twice I ran out of gas because I fast traveled somewhere and wasn't paying attention. I was like, because even when you fast travel, it eats up your gas, right? The problem here is though, cool, I want to fast travel across the map all the way to Tim's camp. I'm closest to Andrea's camp. Uh, I go to hit Tim's camp and it's like, sorry, this is too far. You don't have enough gas. And it's like, oh, okay. So I fast travel to Andrea's camp ride the bike in, fill the gas, then I fast travel to Tim's camp. And it's you like, have bikes at each camp. Huh? You no, get, your bike travels with you when you oh, fast travel, but it deducts gas but it's just from like your why, tank like, to like what a, make you have some kind of penalty in like the survival sure. elements what, of this What game. this game is missing on so many levels and so many different places is quality of life. Yeah. Like really, we can't figure out a way to make me travel to Tim's camp and immediately buy gas when I get there. Like you understand what I'm doing and it's more annoying because the game loads everything. And back mm. to technical stuff, it loads on uh, obviously on PlayStation 4 Pro. It loads worse on PlayStation 4 Standard. Yeah. And I'm talking and loading in. Tough. It's long. Lo- yeah, yeah, yeah. fast yeah, travels take a while. Yes, yeah, not, not, so ter- not terrible, but like there is like PlayStation 4 Pro. It is like one of those games where I'm like, oh, but I almost had Twitter open and it's up. All right, I'm okay, there, that's right. not too bad. But like on PS4 later, but it's just yeah. like but the, why the initial load was crazy long for me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I thought the game was broken. Now again, I had. I guess I had you get the day one patch before we had it. Before we've been, we've had a bunch of patches. Who knows yeah. what they're calling? Um, but anyway, them. I was surprised at the loading. I actually was like, "Is this broken?" Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. something's going on. And so, outside of that, then it's the moment to moment gameplay where I'm running through and I'm attacking camps and I'm dealing with uh, the freakers, right? And 
I think in the beginning when you're learning it and you're going, you're like, oh, man, cool. I, I don't have that many bullets. I want to use my melee. I want to do this. I want to balance it all out. One bullet. Early on, like, well, the way I play these games, right, is usually like, cool, main quest, but there's a bunch of collectibles and unlockables. I'm going to start doing that. So I had done a few of the Nero checkpoints, which are basically you go there, you get the injector like I talked yeah. about. There's usually zombies. You have to Skill and puzzle you your have, way in. If you want to be competent in combat, you have to do the Nero checkpoints. Yeah. But I, I did it and I wasn't doing a specific build. I was like, I'm going to put it all in the health in the beginning. That seems to be it. I did that three or four times. Like, now I'll put some stamina in there. I'm not, I wasn't going crazy. I wasn't going overboard. Nero's permanent upgrades? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But as I went out and I got into, I went out to do the next Marauder camp and I'm doing the stealth stuff and it's not great, but it's fine. It's whatever. Uh, I got into a situation where I was doing the quiet takedowns. Then the guy spotted me and I was like, oh, fuck. And I dodged, I dodge rolled and I hit him with the thing and I went, wait a second. And then I just started running at people and dodge rolling at people yeah, yeah, and then yeah, engaging yeah. people with melee. And it, it breaks the combat because guess what? When I'm engaging Fran, hitting him with stuff, they don't shoot at me. So then when they do, if I dodge roll, they don't get the oh. shot on me. So suddenly I'm but running into camps of humans? 13 people. Yes, 13 people. And all I'm doing is just cheesing running straight the in there and cheesing Wait, that. Everybody yeah. around you stops shooting? Yeah. Like if, if you're being shot at, multiple people shoot at you. But when you start engaging with the melee animations, like it's, similar AI it calms down and it's not that bad. And then on top of that, when you go into your health wheel to make band-aids, it slows down time. So even when I would get, I mean, I'm taking damage. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. I get whittled down, I'm like, oh, okay, hold it do that and this wasn't like I had made this crazy health thing but it just became of like oh this combat is no longer is not engaging anyway I don't need to that, learn anything that's interesting it sounds like you know when I start but sorry go ahead I was just gonna say it sounds like they were testing like you're in the middle of fighting with melee and you're getting shot to crap and they're like that's not gonna work so this was maybe a solve and so like I, it, it went from I started approaching there. everything like I do Far Cry where you know I'd walk in and then boom Target, 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 target everybody. I want to have everybody on my map yeah. so I know where they are yeah, at all points. You can quick mark people through you the You can binoculars. do that. You can you do that days gone. Yeah. Eventually, which, by the way, you if you're in cover, which the the we, we don't want you to go into how bad the loose cover system is Cover's in this game. Terrible. But um, yeah, when you're it, let's say I'm in the bushes hiding, if I have my binoculars, it makes your character stand up out of cover. So if you are if you're <laughs> if you're marking people on the map from cover, you are now out of cover. Oh. But I never and got caught that quit. way. Did you get caught? Yes, oh, more yeah? than once. Oh. I was so I, I thought it was a weird I thing of like it was like a break in logic where it, I did it but it didn't care. No, I was like, why can't I if I'm technically hiding in the bushes, I don't need to stand all the way up with my binoculars <laughs> to look. It was just I don't know. It just felt like there was a lot of things that broke the, huh. the fun part of the game. Yeah. And I understand that it's a tough balance when you have a combat open world game that you're trying to merge with like a stealth survival aesthetic, right? And it just became the thing for me where at, like Greg said, like it just hour after hour after hour, I just kept waiting for the hook. And but the tough part is I'm invested now in, in where, you know, Boozer and Deacon's story is going. I like this, the, the friendship that they built between them. Yeah. But if you have no desire to, you know, run with this biker gang, because that's what they are. This is this pulls so heavily from Sons of Anarchy, it almost mm. becomes egregious in certain parts. Down to like the the line that we've been seeing people tweet about is uh, the from the sequence of Sarah and Deacon's wedding. Uh, we saw the trailer, the wedding trailer, come out uh, like a month or so ago, and there's mm. they go into more dialogue in the game. And there's this line where she says, "I want you to promise to ride me more than you ride your bike, or something like that." Ride me as much as you ride your bike. And it's like it's Whoa. totally <laughs> a rip from a Sons line that came from a from Sons uh. of Anarchy. So, I mean, that whole aesthetic, I kind of am like. Eh. I don't really care about at all, but and, and yeah, there's that. That's and I know. feel like I mean jumping to a different thing in the same way though. Like 
there are Deacon's this weird character where I feel like the Deacon we get in the cutscenes, especially with Sarah, these flashbacks, right, is not the Deacon we get in the zombie apocalypse, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then that Deacon is also in cutscenes is not the Deacon we get in the game, mm-hmm. where he you have some he has some cool things he wrestles with, you know, like who he is and what they've been doing and what they're going to do. He eventually finds, you know, there's some other scuzzy camps he's working with. Then you start working with a, a, a better camp and they start kind of be like, well, it's kind of like how you just drop people there, which, you know, is a work camp, right? And kind of calling them on a shit. Mm-hmm. But like legitimately, Sam Whitworth's performance, I think is great. I think he's in, in cut scenes and dialogue, right? But then like when you go in to fight these marauders or take down these freakers in like an area, you go murderous. He goes in there and he's just, you motherfuckers, you want to get, I'm going to fuck, you think you can fucking get people. Okay. And he's talking to himself. He's talking. It's like as you enter. Oh, you gotta fucking get some bikers on the fucking highway now. This is not an, ex- take this off my is not an exaggeration. It, like the lines are delivered with that intensity and that volume. It goes. It and goes. It's like what the hell? You're just trying to sneak into it, a camp sometimes. It just. <laughs> it goes it rogue warrior. It, it goes rogue warrior with it, yeah. where it's like you're not trying to be hilarious, but you're being kind of hilarious right yeah. now. And so all of this, then, right, is again this whole system that I'll keep you talking about is is just not a rewarding game. They have skill points in there that I talked about when we got kicked ahead in the demo, right? And I was like, cool, here's all these skill points to spend. It is a drip of these skill points. Mm. When you th- when I think of Odyssey, when I think of Spider-Man, right? When I think of an RPG, right? Ding, ding, ding. You are leveling up so much in the beginning to start to feel powerful, to start to build your thing. Like... It's literally, in the, especially in the beginning, and even at, towards the end when I just don't care, it was that thing of like, boom, you have a new skill point. I'm like, all right, that's a thing. Like, it's been so long since I got the last one. And it's because it's not like there's a leveling bar that's like in your face all the time. It's when you go to your menu, you'll see it up there in a little yeah. circle. And then you get in there, and the problem I had was the stuff that I'm looking at the chart of like, what do I want for these points? Don't oh. want anything. <laughs> I was like, I'm I'm clearly going this Stability melee silent route, right? Yeah. I want that stuff. I want this one. Oh, that's skill. That's tier four. It's like going to an arcade, and like you, you get like your. I had a thousand tickets. Yeah, what like, does that get I want to right? get the big stuffed animal. No, you're gonna get the little ring. That's pop. exactly that. Here, here, that's that. I remember this from starting it. Ooh, this tier four perks. What I want, which means I have to put in. What is that'd be six. I have to put in six skill points of before I get there. you don't want to get the way that they laid out the skill tree system is just kind of puzzling. Like, and it didn't need to be that way. If you if you want to give people a choice between the melee, the range, and the survival trees, mm-hmm. no survival. Like, yeah, yeah, you don't need to like lock them up that way because each the way that each skill tree is mm-hmm. is that they each have six tiers, and each tier I think has it might be five. Uh, five tiers. Each tier has three <coughs> items in it, mm-hmm. and so you have to unlock two items in the previous tier like to unlock the next tier, mm-hmm. and so. So then, in order to get the subsequent tiers, you have to unlock things, even if you don't want those skills, yeah. and you want something in the next tier. The way that its linear progression is based, like I just, you know, what's I'm laughing a bit. Is, there's just a lot yeah. of confusion can in you the respect, decisions here. Can you respect the tree at all, or no? Like, can you? you know, I never saw. Once you option. lock in, you're probably locked in. I yeah. haven't seen a way to respect. I didn't the look tree. for I'm it. I'm laughing yeah, a bit because uh, you know it's so fresh. Uh, it's very it's Borderlands behaves very similarly to this, except for one. I think the perks are rewarding and fun, but you can always respect. and you get them fast though. You That's get them the fast thing. too. Yeah. You, yeah. And if if I was getting these quickly, it wouldn't have mattered. But it was literally like. I, 
hours later, like, oh, fuck, what was I investing towards? Yeah. Which oh, one I wanted? The, the thing, I, oh, sorry, sorry, go it's ahead, It's a super friend. fast example. I've only two hours in, but I did get uh, one skill point or whatever, and I put it into, um, in the survival tree, not a major spoiler, that when you shoot your crossbow, you know, you might get those bows back because yeah, you have yeah. to craft them the otherwise. You, absolutely, that's a good call because yeah, you want that's, that. Yeah, <laughs> because I, I thought that would be good for ammo conservation, and I used it, um, but number one, actually the bow, maybe, I don't know if we'll get into it. The shooting, I was I don't know. Like, it no, didn't shooting, quite feel shooting, how I thought. For me, and this is a very, very tailored Greg Miller kind of funny best friend thing, I guess. For me, the shooting feels like and plays like what people always say Uncharted feels like. I like Uncharted shooting. I don't have a problem with it, but I'm not a Mr. Third Person Shooter. This one, I'm like... Oh, like I, I'm glad the melee's kind of broken in a good way that I don't have to shoot my guns. I mean, the melee actually feels pretty good. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing. But, there's nothing remarkable about the gunplay in this yeah. game at all. But anyway, I, I don't think it's egregious, but it's definitely not good. Yeah, it didn't stand out. But my what I point. wanted to mention, though, but because I know you know we've been talking about this for a while. Oh, I'm not done yet. Yeah. I'm not, I got okay. questions. <laughs> they made me play for 50 uh, hours. I got <laughs> plenty to say. Um, is that you know one of the things I wanted to talk about um, was the hordes. So this yes, is the that whole, was one of my questions. This is the whole hook of this game. I, that was the, the very, first demo. Yeah, yeah, the very first time I saw this at E3, um, got the chance to talk to you know John Garvin and the team at Ben behind in the Pine Closed Doors demo. Uh, it was funny because Colin was in my demo. I really remember he he and I were the only two people asking questions. In the demo. It was his first day in the industry. Uh, he was so <laughs> it was so long ago they were working on this game. <laughs> um, and I asked them like you know like why, why a zombie game now? I think this was E3 what 2016 maybe yeah 2015. Yeah. <clears throat> it was one of those. And I was just like why why zombies and they're like well you know we call them freakers we don't call them zombies yeah these aren't undead people they are infected people and it's important because you don't have to do headshots you can kill them just with regular bullets but well you gotta be careful because um, like zombies they have official like ways that you sure disappear. you're right yeah you're so the, the reason why it was important him bringing up the hordes is that that's the hook of this game is that the horde mechanics and they're very proud of the way the horde mechanics go um, and I know where you're going with this to well, jump in right now okay I have they, two sh- things they should be they yeah. should be it's awesome fighting the hordes. It's really cool. It it I, it I again. It's really cool. It sucks that it's end game content. It was I heard that forty five forty hours in forty five hours Ooh. in. I'm guessing was the first time I fought a horde with the mechanics to fight the horde. You see hordes here yeah. and there. They threaten you with them. You'd go and die. When you finally go back and you have the things, dude. My heart is pumping. I yeah. am playing this. The gameplay that I th- or the gunplay that I thought was way loose and sloppy to fight 15 dudes that are all spread out makes perfect sense when I'm going and then running and throwing back grenades and throwing back Molotovs that was awesome why the fuck is it so late in the game I'm 25 hours in I've I've come across different sections of the map where they're according to the on screen data which is not a spoiler are at least 15 hordes roaming around have not been able to engage them at all because I'm not powerful enough to do it. They will overwhelm me instantly. So if I see a horde, I have to run or they will kill me every time and I'm about 20 to 25 hours in the game. That to wow. me is a mistake. Totally. It's, it's really, yeah, it's just disappointing. They, they built this, I assume, I don't know this, they built this as end game in mind where when you get it, suddenly they're on the map. You see them on your map. You know where they are. They, go get them. Because like I remember doing the same thing you were doing. Looking at my map and my completion percentage and it being like zero out of five hordes. I'm like, I... There's one horde, I think, at the sawmill. I don't even know what you're talking about. And then that when you unlock them, they're there to go do. But at that point, I've played so much of this game. And it was cool and it was fun, but I don't... Yeah, they already I'm ready to be too. done and move on to the next thing, right? Where it's like, I again, 10 hours? If they would have truncated this, we're going to focus on... 
this Deacon lost love story, right? The boozer storyline, and then some stuff that comes later that I won't. But we're gonna drop it down to your you have one camp you're you're worried about with this. Maybe there'll be the sequel that'll make sense in the end game. Uh, we're gonna make it. There's gonna be three giant hordes that have sections closed off that you have to do and do it that way. Like this game would be really cool, even if. And I think they would still need to obviously augment gameplay, the rewarding stuff we're talking about, but. The way it is spread out, the way they do all this drip of the content, the way that the hordes that are the thing they showed us first are not until the very end in any way we can engage with. And when you do, it's awesome and exhilarating, but not enough that I want to spend any more time in this world that I've been in forever. Not to mention that it's already worn out its welcome. Uh, again, when I say the game's too long, it's I like the story beats, but when it is like the uh, old woman at her camp calls me and it's like, cool, you're just going to sit on the bench, stand up and tell me to go kill somebody. Why can't you just tell me that over the radio and I'll go do it right now? Give me all the bounties right now. Mm-hmm. Let me go do that. It's it's just busy work of coming in and it being drip content again because all it? the story things. I do not think I'm going to platinum this, mm-hmm. which is saying a lot because again, yeah, now it's just cleanup. Too. Yeah. Now I just got to go clean up the hordes, kill certain things, finish off runners, but like, I'm so ready to play something else that I just, I don't want to be in this world anymore. Yeah. And, Sorry, go ahead. No, I just I no continue your thought. There is one other thing I want to mention with the hordes, but go ahead. Finish. Oh, let's do that because I'm about to s- switch subjects. Okay, so the other thing I wanted to mention, and maybe you guys can tell me if you think this is being too nitpicky or not. Um, and it's not just the hordes; it's all of the enemy archetypes. Um, I was very disappointed in a game that's at the end of the PlayStation 4's life cycle. That's a first party exclusive open world action game that focuses on a horde mechanic that there are about three or four different kinds of freakers in the horde. So when you approach a camp of freakers, you will see the same freakers mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. same costumes with the same faces everywhere you go throughout the entire world. I think there's two female freakers, there's like two or three male freakers, and that's it. So when you get to a horde, it's literally like copy, copy and paste. paste in the hordes with these freakers. And I got really disappointed by that. And it's the same with the, the marauders, right? Or the, the rippers or whatever enemy faction. There's like, like less than a handful. We're talking three to five visual styles of the enemies. At one point, I saw three of the same woman walking in the same loop in a camp. Mm, same mm, outfit, mm. same clothes, same mm. hair, same face. Like, literally copy and paste. Mm. And it really bothered me by the time I get, like like I said, like I think if this game was shorter, these things maybe wouldn't feel as egregious. But, like, you are approaching hour 20, hour 30, hour 40 of this game. And then you're like, I think I've killed this same marauder chick a hundred times over in this game. How many times have I stabbed this and, woman in the spine and, and seen her go, ah! And it's just, <laughs> I, I got kind of upset about that because I'm like, I thought the whole purpose of them maybe doing something this late in the generation is really taking advantage yeah. of the power of the system because I have talked to a couple of people about how I vividly remember Dead Rising at the beginning of Xbox One's life cycle and them really touting the power of the next generation of Xbox and how they're doing all these cool things mm. with their hordes of zombies in Dead Rising. I was like, and it struck me because I was like, that was at the beginning of the generation in 2013 and now here we are in 2019. You're telling me this is the best that you can do and I don't know if that's me, if that's a nitpicky gripe it's, or not. It's not nitpicky because again, it's death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, I, it's yeah. one of the many examples I feel of that this game was made heads down and the world changed while that happened. We're talking about all this quality of life stuff, right? We're talking about the visuals of these things. The performance of it, I think, again, granted it's going to be patched. It'll be a different story down the road. They've been working on this a while. It is late in the PlayStation 4 life cycle. I haven't seen anything like this in a first party title of my recollection recently Mm -hmm. this generation if you know a playstation 4 first party title that chugs like this let me know and i'm not trying to be 
indignant or flippant about it. However, it's, no, it's you wouldn't expect that. That's totally it's the fair. same way of like the way they present things to you in this, the way mission structures work, right? Where it is that you, uh, you finish a cutscene, right? There, this happened to me. I finished a cutscene. I was with a companion. We came out, we walked out of the building where the cutscene was and she was like, all right. Yeah. But, well, yeah. Can you go check that thing over there? And you look and it's a building right over there. I walk five, five, I walk, I control the character for five seconds and then it's another mini load and it's into another cutscene. That's a mini cutscene that then mini loads out back to the game. I'm mm. like, why the fuck do you do this? I'm, I'm out on the road and I get a call and, or maybe I'm at a camp. Doesn't even matter. I get a call of like, Hey, can you go check in on boozer? Like he seems depressed or whatever. And I'm like, Oh sure. No problem. And I look, it's all the way across the map. No f- easy, fast travel point. I'll drive it out. Drive again. This is what we're talking about. It's not rewarding. It is not rewarding to drive. The, the game, the, I, I'll, I'll put a, it's not rewarding to explore. Let's leave it at that and I'll get back to it. Right? I drive across the map. It's all the way over there. I'm driving, driving, driving. Not very an interesting ride. The few I can pick up stuff mm. if I want to. Get over there. Get get off the bike. Walk into the thing. Go, hey Boozer, and Boozer goes. I wrote it down. Right? <laughs> I ain't got time to chit chit chat. Period. The mission complete. Over. It wasn't even that a cutscene. Was it was thing. just dialogue he gave me. Mission complete. The thing fills in. And then I have to walk out of the camp to call the lady back and be like, yeah, you're right. He seems depressed. Like, why? Like, why was that what you wanted me to do with my time, And it's right? not the only one like that. You brought up, uh, you, yeah, you brought up Alana uh, uh, Pierce's tweet today, right? Yeah. Where she's playing the game uh, and uh, finds herself going, why? Why are you doing it this way, right? Back to my other thing, right? You have a game that is zombie apocalypse, post-apocalyptic. It is about crafting. It is about um, scavenging. Yeah. They put such, such low caps on everything you can carry that it is beyond frustrating. Mm. Of For the most part, I'm running around and I need to do Molotovs. Great. I, I'm just crafting, crafting, crafting. And then, oh, I don't need it. I'll find kerosene later or whatever. You get to a point where it almost is de-incentivizing me to go investigate anymore because I got so sick of, you know, like holding square to search a person I killed just to be like, oh, your uh, uh, sterilizer's full. full. Oh, this is full. Like, then why give me the option? Let me carry a million yeah. of this thing or not do it at all because it's just so, and they're not on the map. Like, I ran into a situation last night, end game, right? Where I'm like, here we go. It's got to end. We've got to be at the point where this game's ending. It's done like the third <laughs> finale. And it's like, no, you need to go take out this horde. All right, I go take out the horde. And then it's like, all right, now go over here to get this thing. Go over to get the thing. There's another fucking horde there. And I'm like, well, fuck. I just used up the weapon you guys taught me how to craft to fight hordes. I need to get it. And so it's like, I go to craft it. And it's like, cool, you don't have any kerosene. And it's like, cool, this is my last mission on the map. A thousand cans of kerosene. And so I was like, I guess. So I just started fast traveling around and searching. And like, this sucks. Why isn't this on the map? Now, granted, that is... That happened once. That happened once where I needed stuff that it wasn't very there. End of the game. But, but like an easy fix for that is like so you uncover these bandit camps and these safe houses throughout the world, and you have a gun locker. Yeah, so I was just bringing that up. Right, like, so you can buy. So when you, yeah, so when you buy guns from a vendor in a camp, it'll stay persistent in your gun locker, yeah. and then you can go to your anywhere gun locker you are. anywhere. Yep. There's a gun locker. Well, you, you, gun locker. you can you, but you have to buy it from a vendor. You can't find it in the world. It won't appear in your locker. That and you can't stash things you found in the world in your locker. You have to buy it from a vendor. So let's and the vendors don't sell the crafting materials. And then it's tied to the trust system that we had a problem with earlier on. Right. But they don't allow you to store materials in your gun locker. And if they had allowed you to buy kerosene from a vendor in the camp, which you can't do, you can only find it out in the world, then that would maybe be a little bit of a fix to say, okay, you get get to hold three cans of kerosene because this is a survival horror game mixed with a combat game, which is 
always going to be at odds. But we want to make it feel like there's a little bit of a penalty. Mm-hmm. So you only get to hold three, but we'll allow you to buy some from the vendor and store it in your gun locker. So if you're out in the world and you come across two or three hordes at once, you can find a safe house without having to go scavenge the world. That, quality of life that stuff, would have been though. a really easy fix. RE2, the remake, yeah. where it's like there's the safe rooms and if you put the items in there, any safe room you go to, yeah. it's going to be in there. Right. That doesn't make any sense. Who cares? Yeah. It's a yeah, video it's a game. game. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing about it where I know, like I saw, I think Klepek talking to some people on Twitter about it, right? Of like, well, you're being too hard on it. He's like, well, no, the game takes itself seriously. Like, you know, that's why mm-hmm. these these concerns are coming up. But like, it's the game again. It just isn't rewarding in the way that cool. I'm now, I'm Greg Miller, and this is my kind of game. These are the kind of things I want to do. I'm going to clear out every nest on the map. The nests are like where the uh, yeah. freakers are living, right? And then it allows you to fast travel. Great. It's the same thing of I went and did that, and then you know what stopped me from doing it? I'd eventually be out of Molotovs. And I'd be like, well, I, I don't have bottles. I don't have any bottles right now, so I can't craft more Molotovs. Mm-hmm. And, so I, I, and there is a vendor that eventually yeah. you can buy from, but that was like level three again, which is all story-based. So there's nothing I can do about it. So it's like, all right, now I'm going to go do something else, I guess, even though I was enjoying this. I'd rather keep doing this. Man. Quality of life stuff is what breaks the game. Again, it's not bad. I'm totally bagging on it right now, but it's because I'm disappointed, and mm-hmm. the, it's there. There is a game there that could have been fucking awesome. And it doesn't, it isn't awesome. I don't even think it's good. I don't recommend you buy it, right? And that's after so many hours of it and me not wanting to go back and platinum it. Maybe with patches, maybe just when I'm, <coughs> hey, you know what? I do want to go screw around and burn down a freaker hoard or whatever. I don't yeah. know. But you're already at the end game, though, which to get there. Exactly. And that's the so, thing is like, how many people will not get there? And yeah. that, you know, I mean, and yeah, exactly. Tim Ray's the saying if you're an audio listener. I saw that so many people uh, in terms of comments. And then even uh, as we were talking earlier, and I tweeted before about the, you know, ride me as much as you ride your bike scene, right? Where there's a there's context to that that a lot of people didn't, you don't get from the image for sure, but you get later on. And how many people are even going to get there? And where does this all go? And it's, you know, talking to Andrea today where I, she was like oh i'm here and i was like oh this she's like oh i'm not there yet i'm like i know and then uh steimer texts me she's like how do how do you take down hordes i'm like oh you do this she's like oh yeah cool me and this guy are about to go do that and i'm like oh my god steimer you have so much further to go she's like what <laughs> I'm like you you Surprise. aren't even remotely close to this game being over or taking on a horde oh no so what are the chances um that it's a game that's not you know no game is for everyone so it's a little sure. like, cliche but like what are the chances that somebody might enjoy what's there is there, there any chance or is yes, it so frustrating is. and so that's the thing is like I know it sounds like we're all team negative Nancy on this but there, there is, is no like to stop there, I, I like riding the bike I like uh, I really do like Deacon's story and his whole thing of like you know I miss my wife thing uh, I like uh, fighting the hordes and I the world I assume like I, I wish well, I I wish I could say no. that because this is, the thing is the like the world is fine. The world's huh. fine. Everything. So many things about the game are not bad. They're just fine. It's like whatever. Like, I'd start talking out. about the high desert of Oregon in all the preview events, and it's just the forest. You're just in the same forest the whole time. It's just the same trees True. over Eventually and over, it gets, over it gets again. Snowy. Not to say that those trees aren't beautiful. Yeah, game's but like, pretty when it's running. But like, there's no diversity really between the different sections of the of the map. Okay. Um, Sorry, diagonal. But but to answer your question, Fran, <laughs> I Calm think down, that right. there is. Absolutely a fun experience to be had here. There's multiple difficulty levels. There's people able ways for you to tailor it to your personal experience. And if you really love like that zombie style game, you love, you know, like enemies of this type or or narratives of this, I think that absolutely this will speak to you. I just think that it's not optimized. I think that there's a lot of broken story paths. There's clearly 
too many technical issues mm-hmm. for the caliber of production that is on this game. And, and Ben absolutely mm-hmm. needs to fix the technical problems that are happening with patches. Who knows how long it's going to take. Yeah. But I'm with Greg. Like I cannot recommend people buy this day one. Not until at least the technical things are fixed. Brittany, in fact, who out of all three of us at What's Good liked this game the most. No yeah. shocker there, right? Yeah. She's the <laughs> zombie, zombie girl, fan, yeah. right? Um, and she has been having a lot of fun with the game. Had to put it down because she ran into game-breaking audio bugs. Oh, and so yeah. she said, she mm. said, I was having a lot of fun with it, but I was, I had to put it down until they can patch a fix for this because she's getting these terrible audio drops where all audio is just gone. Mm. And in a game with survival elements like this, the audio was crucial. And so that to me is is really problematic. Yeah, but yeah, I, I w- think there is a fun time to be had. And that's and yeah, you know, it is that thing you see. I think major sites are, yeah, it seems like they're down in the sixes, five sevens, low sevens. But like yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen other people doing. It. I saw uh, PS4 trophies. Brian, he was tweeting about how much he likes it. Like there are people who are really into it, and God bless them. I'm not trying to take away from anybody's enjoyment of the game, and I do want to give them another compliment too. Some they. <laughs> It's going to be a knock and then I'll turn it into a compliment. They have this one of these things they thought was a good idea that is not fun at all is chasing people on bikes where every so often you'll go to investigate somebody and they'll jump on their bike and go off. So you go behind them and you, of course, this is a modern video game, Tim. So, you know, you hold R2 to drive after them, right? You you get gamer claw. Then you tap L1 (laughs) to lock on and then you have to, you have to switch your index finger to R2 and Uh, you, or I'm sorry, your middle finger to R2 and then index finger to shoot with R1. Oh, R1 to shoot. You're in these like snail races with people, right? And like, you, you, you and then if you get hit by anything, you have to reconfigure your hand position again to hit the heel button on the D-pad on the other However, side. however, however, all that, all right? It's not fun, right? But it's not it's not bad either, right? At the very end of the game, like literally, I went after, this guy got away, and it was like the last thing before the next story beat would actually go trigger. And I went out after him, and the guy radios me. He's like, be careful, like, He's the fastest guy around, or whatever, or some <laughs> shit like that. And it's like whatever. And I got on there. I'm like, oh man, no, this motherfucker's really fast. And he's going. And it was like, it's it's doing the thing of, you know what? Maybe if you're, I kept losing. And it's like, if you're gonna if you're gonna keep losing, uh, maybe consider upgrading your gas tank or your bike or whatever. And I'm like, motherfuckers, no, I can't because I need to get to level three. And there's nothing for me to fucking trust. Eventually, oh. though, I kept losing. I kept losing. I kept losing. And I was getting really frustrated. And about the time, I literally picked up my phone. I think to text, uh, oh, uh, uh, Lucy O'Brien to be like, oh, yeah. what the fuck? I picked it up, and the game popped up, and it's like, hey, you seem to be struggling. Do you want to skip this portion? <laughs> and I was like, you know what I do? Thank you. And I just did. And it was like, now I've caught the guy. And I was like, you know what? Interesting. All right, that's a nice feature. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fuck part. you. And trying to get me to buy a gas tank or whatever, I can't because it's locked behind level three. Oh, man. Well, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> That's our day's this been our gone therapy review. session. Yeah. Sorry, it's just I, I'm shocked it's that uh, it was this bad uh, sounding from your face. But I have seen you slowly just evolve down from like there's something yeah, there yeah, yeah. to like I want this to fucking end. I, yeah. and, I, and I and I and I I feel it's going to be interesting when it gets to people's hands because mm-hmm. that is such a video game reviewer. I have a deadline problem. Of if it was that, hey, I could knock out, and I, Grant, I, maybe it isn't. You're a Luke Greg guy, Miller, dude. You Greg love Miller the doesn't fucking play games that way. Of like, maybe I'll play a mission and I do something else. No, yeah, I, no, no, I'd no. marathon that all, as well. I, like I said, I thought this was a great game from day one. So the it, fact that we're it, many days like, gone from that. Compared to <laughs> Spider Man, compared to Assassin's Creed Odyssey, right? Like, those games outclass it. And yeah, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is repetitious. It is. Go there. Somebody gives me my mission. I go and kill a bunch of people, right? But, but when, that I, core loop? when I talk to the fucking person who gives me the mission, they're usually funny or interesting or clever. And you don't see them again and again and again. Exactly. And again. When I go <laughs> off and I get into the, the combat, 
you know, a hundred and whatever, I went 10 hours into Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I still love the combat. I still have a great time. Days Gone, that's been gone for how many hours now? Yeah. Yeah. If you play the game, let us know what you think in the comments below. Uh, this has been an amazing episode of the Kind of Funny Games Cast. Thank you very much for joining us. We're about to talk to the chat for the post show. Then Until adventures! And game. Oh, go, and game. And, and game. game. Get and hot, game. And game. And game. Bye. Friend game. Andy sucks. <laughs>